show is sponsored by the label Double Helix Records, an independent vinyl first label based in Arizona. Double Helix Records is the label home of Yotam Benarin, Near Beer, Survival Guide, and many more incredible artists. And they'll be announcing tons of new signings over the next two months, so stay tuned! Their catalog includes everything from guitar-driven indie rock and electronic indie pop to power pop and stripped-down acoustic rock. And of course, Double Helix puts out plenty of punk rock. They love working with good people who have something to say and their favorite thing is to bring that good noise to your ear holes, especially on vinyl. Check the show notes of the episode or visit doublelixrecords.com for more information about the label and enjoy this episode. Hey punk rock human, if you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel, Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hello, punk rockers! Happy New Year! Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 87. Thank you for spending some time with me today. My name is Emilie Flamandon, I live in Quebec City in Canada, so I'm French-Canadian and I'm also super passionate about punk rock music. So that's why I started this podcast two years ago. If it's your first time in the crowd, welcome so much! Today my guest is the incredible Emily Whitehurst. You probably know her under the name Agent M in Tsunami Bound back in the days. She also used to play in the band The Action Design and now she's running her solo project Survival Guide. So we talked about all those projects. And also we are welcoming our new sponsor Double Elix Records. The show is starting now. I hope you're ready my friends. Hi punk rock friends, salut les punks, I hope you are doing super great today and also I hope that the beginning of 2023 is good with you. Yeah, it's fine. I'm very happy to be back after almost a month, three weeks, a month, way too long break. <laughs> I miss you for real. What did I do during those weeks? Hmm, I had a lot of naps with Metalisha. <laughs> I went to visit my boyfriend's family in Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin! I had a lot of fun there. And on top of all of this, I took the time to listen to a lot of music because I went for a lot of walks. I even did snowshoes because <laughs> my dad gave me snowshoes. It was super funny. And I live super close to a river, so it's perfect to do some snowshoes. And I think like I hadn't done snowshoes walk for like 10 years prior to the last time I did it last week. So I have no excuses. And one of my resolutions 
because yes, I take a lot of resolutions every year. But one of them is to learn how to like and love winter. Because <laughs> I hate winter. I hate snow. I hate the cold. And even if I've been living in Quebec for 38 years and a half... <laughs> I'm still not used to winter, so, but it's over now. I'm gonna love winter no matter what. <laughs> And I'm recording this episode on Saturday night. I'm eating pasta at the same time. <laughs> And I went today to my local record store called The Knockout. And I bought the new White Long album, Premonition. So good. The artwork is amazing. So buying this vinyl definitely made me happy. Also, I took the time today to listen to the new anti-flag album, Lies They Tell Our Children. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, of course, it's not as fast as I like anti-flag, but it's fine. It's okay. I love that they have a lot of featuring on this album. People from Silverstein, Rise Against, Pink Shift, Killswitch, Engage, Bad Cup, Bad Cup. So it makes the, the record very dynamic. I really love this. And you know what? I'm a fan of collabs in general, right? And of course, Anti Flag always have amazing lyrics, perfect lyrics, super political, but also super smart. I love them so much. And I would love to hear your feedback about it. So if you want, reach me on social medias, especially on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. You can find me under the nickname Punk Rocket, R-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. -E. And send me a DM and tell me, hey, you want to know what I thought about the new Anti-Flag album? Here it is. So today is a special episode because we are welcoming our new sponsor, Double Elix Records. <laughs> And I'm super happy to collaborate with them because first, they are great people and also it's a very natural fit. Because I was already supporting and promoting the bands on their catalog, I interviewed already Near Beer and also Yardam Ben Arin of Useless ID. So I'm very, very happy that they also want to support the show and that's exactly my perfect vision of sponsorships is a mutual collaboration. Because I really really want the sponsors to succeed. I want people to know more about them. And I, I, I totally know that they also want the podcast to be successful. So it's a win, 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 win for me, win for them and win for you, my friends. And what I really like about those sponsorships so far is that I can totally stay authentic, which means that if a specific label is sponsoring some episodes, I can still talk about other bands that are <laughs> on another label. I can still make repunkmendations of DIY bands or you know so I just put a little more emphasis is it a word emphasis yeah a little more attention <laughs> on the, the sponsor for a few episodes and maybe on social medias interview So today, my guest is an artist supported by Double Elix Records, Emily Whitehurst. And it's amazing because she was already on my long list of people that I want to interview. <laughs> so I was, I thought it, the, the timing was perfect. We talked a lot about her current solo project, Survival Guide, because she's going to release a new cover songs 7-inch really soon and also a full album it's on its way but we also took the time to talk of course about the crazy years of Tsunami Baum when she was the lead singer 
and when she used to tour a lot with the band. And they split around 2005, I think. And she started the, the band The Action Design because she wanted to explore other music genres. So we talked about that too. Also, we talked about some collabs she made with MXPX, uh, with Audio Karate. And we have a lot of similarities, M and I, a lot of common interests. So we talked about piano playing, about doing some weekly live. She's on Twitch. I'm more on on Instagram and Facebook. So we, it was a very, very fun conversation. What a great human. She is super talented. I watched one of her Twitch live. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so during the interview, you're going to hear Take the Reins from Tsunami Bomb, the action design with the song The Crossing. It's my favorite. And also a song of the project Survival Guide. It's a cover of Total Immortal from AFI. Enjoy! Hello, Emily. Sorry, I'm testing my testing my uh, microphone and... Yes, it, it works. Start video. Hi. There you go. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Good. Oh, I love your setup. Like the oh, curtain. <laughs> Funky curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um I did a, a a karaoke stream on New Year's Eve <laughs> and I still haven't cleaned up my sparkle curtain. <laughs> oh, I love karaoke. Must be so much fun. <laughs> so, thank you for being my guest today. I'm super happy. I'm happy yeah, to thanks for having talk me. Talk to you. So, first of all, I want to know Where are you on this crazy planet? <laughs> I am in San Antonio, Texas mm. right now. I live here. I'm from California, but I live in San Antonio. Oh, since when? Uh, for the last five years. Oh, good. Oh, About, nice. Yeah. How is the scene there? The music scene? Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's interesting because it's not too far from Austin. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, oh, yeah. a, a pretty mm -hmm. big, of course. big music city. So it's kind of like, um, uh, so that makes it a little, I don't know. I, there's a lot of bands that don't end up playing here. Like a lot of touring bands mm -hmm. don't come here because it's only an hour from oh, yeah. Austin. But uh, the scene here, like the local scene here mm -hmm. is really, um, is really pretty mellow, which is kind of nice. It's oh. like not not super competitive uh, like it is in so important other places yeah yeah good so okay so i have a lot of questions for you but i thought it would be a good idea to just rewind the tape and talk about your music history your project history and then i could like ask you some question here and there and sure. because i i think you have an amazing journey so far uh, with music i love the different influences that you have and that you had through the years so i think it's it's very interesting so how did you start uh singing and playing piano what what came first in your life singing definitely singing, singing. yeah yeah i uh so i started singing um I didn't really feel motivated to, I mean, I wasn't super excited about singing until I got into punk rock, which is when I mm -hmm. first heard Green Day. Oh. And I just became obsessed. 
I was obsessed. Me too. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's really funny because <laughs> I think we, you and I are probably around the same age, but like uh, I interviewed another Emily a few weeks ago and we, she, she told me her first influences were, was Green Day. And I was like, oh, me too. I discovered them like in 1998. And she was like, oh, I was born that year. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, oh, so Green Day is still a first influence for someone super young. So I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, that is so funny yeah. and interesting. Yeah, no, I, I discovered them when they were blowing up. So yeah, back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, uh, and and I, I was so obsessed and so into them that I was just like, I could do this. My, my brothers, my older brothers had a band. They had like a rock band already. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, uh, if they can do it, I could do it. Oh, And, yeah. um, I kind of forced my way into their band practices. I didn't like take over their band or anything, but I was like, let me sing, let me sing. I really want to sing some songs. And so, um, the first, the first, They would let me sing occasionally, but they weren't, they weren't into punk rock. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes they would let me sing um, some offspring songs. And uh, oh, that right. was the first, the first song that I ever did live at a show mm. was when they, they told me to get up on stage and do um, offspring. <laughs> I'm laughing because our journey is so similar because I love to sing too. And, uh, First time I sang live was the, you know, the version of Pennywise Stand By Me song. Uh, I don't. Yeah. They, they, they covered it? Yeah. Oh, and the night. So my friends were in a band and they would let me sing the, the soft part of this cover. Then I would give the, the microphone back to the singer and they would start start the so darling darling stand by me so and I went to their <laughs> practice so I <laughs> just to be able to sing right yeah exactly exactly so oh yeah yeah good <laughs> that's so funny you gotta hijack someone else's band I guess to get started it's <laughs> a good way for sure <laughs> good so okay so you, you 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 started to sing some offspring songs and then what happened Yeah. So then, uh, when, when my oldest brother left for college, I did form a band with some of the remaining members. Mm. Um, so I started my own band in high school. I was 16 and, uh, we were called generic asphalt. Mm. It's like the worst band name ever. <laughs> oh, I kind of like it. <laughs> and, uh, We, yeah, we played, we played shows and just played coffee shops around town mm -hmm. and did whatever we could do. I'm from a really small town, so I had to work uh, extra hard to, to find um, other punk bands to listen to and had to, uh, you know, really like <laughs> ask around and yeah. read the liner notes of the Green Day CDs to see, you know... I, I got Operation Ivy because they kept thinking Operation Ivy and Rancid. And yeah, uh, so I, I picked up those records. And that was the time um, when social media like uh, Spotify didn't, <laughs> didn't exist. Yeah. So we couldn't have a, you know, related playlist. To discover yeah, there was no recommended. No, playlist yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to dig a little. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no music scene in my town at mm -hmm. all. So I 
kind of had to make it myself just at wherever I could. Like I'd play at like the county fair and stuff. Hmm. That's great. Uh, yeah. And um, piano and keyboard, when did you start? Um, I actually, the first instrument that I started on was bass. Oh, um, in that great. first band in generic asphalt, we had a bass player and he ended up going to college too after a year. So my senior year in high school, I played bass and sang oh, nice. and we were a three piece. Um, and then in my band following that one, I also played bass and sang. So I was in another three piece band when I, when I first went to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I didn't start playing keyboards really until, well, I took piano lessons in second grade for like six months. Uh, I don't, I don't, I always forget about that because oh, I yeah. didn't really you enjoy didn't. it at oh. all mm -hmm. and did not keep up with it at all. Um, so that wasn't the right timing at this time. No, <laughs> no, I kind of really hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So. <laughs> What did you hate? Because I, I had piano lessons too when I was a teenager, but oh, yeah? I liked it. Problem oh, okay. was that I wanted to sing and my, my teacher didn't get it or maybe I was too shy to say, so I would play melody with my right hands but what I really would would have liked to do is to just sing and play piano at the same time you know so yeah did so you never you never developed that skill I'm currently practicing again just for singing just accompaniment accompaniment sorry yeah. my English is bad tonight <laughs> but yeah at the time I was like it's fun but I want to sing so you know Yeah. But what did you that's cool though yeah um i just in second grade i just thought it was so boring <laughs> i was i would much have preferred to be playing or doing something else than just then sitting and and taking lessons i really and it practice, was like after school and practice the same chords for like thousand times in a row and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i just didn't i didn't like it I, i i wish that i did i wish that i had enjoyed it and kept up with it because i could really use that skill now uh, i understand but, oh well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you started so, another band in college and uh -huh, you, you were uh -huh. playing bass yes yeah so my second band i was playing bass and singing And, um, and then, uh, and then I was in Tsunami Bomb, which is yeah. obviously what most, what most people know me from. Yeah. Um, and I didn't play, I didn't really play keyboards until, uh, until I was in the action design, which is my band after mm -hmm. survival uh, oh. after Tsunami Bomb. Yeah. And it was kind of out of necessity. It was kind of like, well, uh, I can play synth. Like anyone can play a synth because it's like, you're just playing one note at a time. You mm -hmm. know, it's like just just making noises kind of with a mm -hmm. keyboard. And that's about the skill level that I had at that time. Um, so mm -hmm. I've just, I've been trying to improve that uh, as I go and still am improving, still want to get better at, uh, at piano and keyboard. It's hard when we sing at the same time. I feel like I always do yeah. the same thing with my, my left hand. <laughs> so uh -huh. all my videos <laughs> look like, the same sounds like the same not the vocal melodies because that's what i really want to practice but <laughs> yeah yeah i agree it's uh, hard it's hard to are do. you left-handed or right -handed? i'm left and dead like i play guitar uh left and dead but piano i don't know i don't my it's just 
I don't know, my, my left hand has a little problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And you? Yeah, I, I'm right-handed, but I just wondered, since you said you feel like your left hand is always doing the same yeah, thing. Because I feel like my right hand, like if I'm trying to figure something out, it, if I'm trying to like cover something, I my right hand is always kind of doing this a same pattern. You ah. know, so it's like, yeah. Or saw the same person. It's I know. Fucked up. <laughs> same name and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, the fr I'm the French Canadian version of you. Yes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's fun to learn. I mean, it's it's convenient. When you love to sing, piano is amazing. Or keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's good. To, it, I mean, that's the whole point of why I'm doing it now is that I really want to be able to accompany myself and be mm -hmm. able to just sing and play you know exactly and uh, I think it's it allows me to focus more on my vocal than guitar I'm not good at guitar I never oh me neither ridiculous, ridiculous. I've, I, I've tried a little bit on guitar and it is hard it's yeah. so hard yeah oof <laughs>
how did you join Tsunami Bomb? Because uh, were you in the the original lineup or right after? Uh, when when yeah. how did it happen for you? Yeah, so I was in the, so that second band that I was in where I played bass and sang. It was um, just a pop punk three piece called Plinky, and uh, we actually played played some shows with tsunami bomb um they were friends with my brother my brother and i went to the same college and my brother is a musician and uh and he played in bands in the area too so he wasn't in tsunami bomb or anything but he knew them and we all would hang out and stuff and um i think it was probably about six months after tsunami bomb started that their singer left she moved she moved away so um So, you know, they already knew me and I knew their songs and they asked me if I would join the band. So I did. Did they have already an album at this time or you recorded the first one? Yeah, I was on the first recordings. Yeah. Ah, not even a demo or something. Yeah. Good. Um, there's no, there's no demo, but there is a lot. I did learn some of the songs off of a, like a live recording mm-hmm. tape. From a few, like I think they had five songs when I oh. when I joined the band. Oh, okay, but they they were not recorded uh, already. Like no, ready to... no, they were just they were like live recorded from a show, like off of a, a mixing board or something. Oh, so was it hard to join the band after another singer, or you you felt like it was the right timing since, like we said, they didn't have any records out, so. Yeah, it was. I mean, at that point, it was just a super local oh, band. Yeah. Like, we, I always they hadn't for- toured. Or- I always forget that bands at some point were so local. So, because you didn't yeah. know at this point that the band would explode everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <there's- laughs> so, yeah, yeah, there weren't any, uh, there weren't any repercussions for me <laughs> from yeah, so, people that uh, were so missing you, the. You were not like, singer. oh gosh, I, I'm joining Tsunami Bomb. Oh. You were, no, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. And so after that, I feel like it was probably some crazy years because, yeah, the the band has a huge success. I think you you toured a lot with the band. Yeah. So I was yeah, it? Yeah, we toured. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. We toured so much. Mm-hmm. We um, When we started out, we were, you know, we were local and then we just gradually would play more shows a little further, you know, we'd play every weekend. We would try to like drive and and Mm -hmm. play in different areas of the state or, you know, make it a little bit longer and reach out a little bit further. And until, um, until, you know, labels and small labels and other musicians and booking agents and stuff started noticing too. And it just kind of snowballed. It wasn't instant or anything, but it was like, okay, now we have this, you know, now we have a small label. Now we have a booking agent. Now we have a manager. And, and eventually we were just touring like all the time and yeah. doing warp tour and playing Europe and stuff. Japan too? Yes. Yes. We got to play Japan once. Ah, that was so awesome. That's amazing. And so I think the band split Like in 2005 or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, 2005. We broke up, yeah. Okay. And at the time, after that, what did you do? Because I think before they, they formed again, it's like it was in 2015 or something. So 
uh, after the yeah. band break broke up, what did you do? You started the um, the action design, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so Matt, who was the last bass player of Tsunami Bomb, and I started the action design, hmm. and um, we just we kind of wanted to. We kind of wanted to to branch out a little bit and um, sort of do something that had like a more of a dancey type feel to it. Yeah, and even when I hear the I hear tsunami bomb and then I hear the action design, I'm like, oh, I feel like they wanted to explore like new genre, like more um, experimental, more rock sound. Am I right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And we wanted to add the keyboard. We wanted to add like synth and kind of like, uh, like, a sort of a metric ish, like indie mm -hmm. type feel. You know? And I feel also that in this band, you, your voice does a lot of different things. I'm thinking of the song, uh, the crossing. I love it so oh, much uh -huh. because you have, a, Oh, thank you. There, The vocals are super soft at some point and then powerful. And I felt uh -huh. like maybe she wanted to explore like a different singing yeah. style and instruments and sound effects, yeah, arrange for arrangements. Sure. Yeah, we, we definitely were feeling like um, in uh, towards the end of Tsunami Bomb, it was kind of like, well, we just felt i mean the two of us felt like we wanted to sort of expand musically and it mm -hmm. and we didn't really want to be like forcing the tsunami bomb fans to be to not for it to you know to yeah. not be like as straightforward as um as it had been or mm -hmm. and, and also with the other guys in the band you know like they were kind of going more towards um almost like a hot water music kind of um yeah. style And Matt and I were like, you know what? We actually, we want to do some different stuff. Mm -hmm. That's totally normal at some point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, I think you answered to my other question, but like um, when the <laughs> band reunite again, uh, Tsunami Baum, why you were not a part of it? Yeah, I, well, two, two reasons, basically. Um, First off, I was still doing music the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, doing action design. Yeah. And um, and actually, trying to think at that point, I think I was already doing Survival Guide. I oh, think yeah. I was mm -hmm. doing my own thing at that point. Um, and it just felt... It wasn't so we did a reunion show in 2009 mm. um, to raise money for our friend Liz, who was a drummer uh, who was on the first tour that we ever did. Um, she had um, brain cancer. Oh. And so we did a show like a reunion show for that and gave her all the money and like oh. she's doing great and everything. So oh, um, nice. so that worked out great. And wow. uh, that to me kind of made sense because it was like there's a reason for this. We're not, it's not like we want to revive mm -hmm. the whole band and, 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 and feel like this is what we do. Um, because I was already doing music, you yeah. know, it was kind of like that reunion was kind of like a one-off like type thing. Yeah. Um, but being asked to like rejoin the band and restart it and everything, it just, it, I wasn't 
it just was not, uh, mm-hmm. it felt like taking a step backwards for me, um, musically, even though that reunion show was super fun. Yeah. Um, it just didn't seem like a career move that I wanted to do mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, totally. Um, and there's also just a cup, there's like some baggage with the members that have restarted. Cause we had like a lot of different member changes yeah. over the years. So, um, it's not, it's, it's definitely not a lineup that I would have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but it's, it's great you stayed authentic because you could have said like, okay, I want to rejoin the band because it was fun to tour everywhere. Some people are addicted to that kind of dopamine of touring, 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 yeah. you know, but you chose yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, that, it was really fun. Yeah. I definitely did love. And I mean, there's nothing like the energy of a punk show, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. How it is. So. And I want to talk about Survival Guide, of course. Uh, so it's a solo project, but do you have also uh, other music sh- musicians that collaborate with you? It started as a two-piece. It was oh. actually the guitar player from the action design and me. Um, we started it together. And then at one point, he started a family and he wasn't able to do as much with mm-hmm. music as we had planned. So it turned into a solo project. Um, and that's what it is now. And yeah, it's just me. Um, although I'm not totally sure what I'm doing with that. I, I am writing music on my own and I just wrote and recorded an entire album. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. I think I might. Um, there's a, there's a guy I've talked to here in San Antonio about potentially do, uh, drumming. Oh, nice. like for live shows. Um, so I think that's where I'm going to start. Because mm. it's been, what, uh, 10 years since you started yeah. the project? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Wait, it's, t- it's 2023 now uh yeah the, almost yeah, 11 it's been about 10 years yeah wow yeah so at some point maybe you want it to el- evolve a little instead <laughs> yeah. of starting an, another new band <laughs> yeah sometimes you want to <laughs> just expand yeah. no, i think I, i'll i'll keep survival guide at least for now yeah and uh <laughs> and see what happens what happens with it next yeah you're doing great with it i love it um so what are you writing about your lyrics and compared to what you used to write before maybe yeah um well i mean i can't really get away from my usual uh style of writing which is oftentimes i'm writing about I'm, I'm usually writing about negative things, like negative feelings. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a cathartic mm-hmm. thing for me. You know, I'm not a very confrontational person in with, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, lyrics kind of give me a chance to really go off <laughs> about yeah. something or someone or something that, you know, happened to me or, or even something that happened to a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I often am writing about that kind of stuff, but I do feel like my new, my new record is, is going to be really, um, it's definitely the most personal, mm-hmm. um, for sure, because 
And I realized that recently that having other band members, I always kind of was like, well, I'm fronting this band and I'm, it was like, I couldn't get 100% honest and personal. There was some things that I just, maybe it was just too personal for me to feel like they were um, representing too, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, definitely some, some relationship stuff and some dreams. I've never really written about dreams before, but the new record has some nice, some songs about dreams. And how do you write? Because I hear like a lot of instruments on, on the songs. Like, so how do you write musically? Yeah. Uh, I have always, and I think this is a product of, of, you know, where I came from, from starting with punk is that I've always been, um, like I might have some ideas about arrangement of a song, but usually it started with the music. It's always started Mm -hmm. with like some sort of a guitar riff or a drum beat or whatever. And then I would take the, take that part and write, you know, fit my vocals and lyrics and melodies over that. So I, now that I'm writing everything myself, Mm -hmm. I just, um, have been trying all different ways. I've tried starting with, um, I've started some songs with vocals. Um, but I, I think it's still, I think it, it turns out to be the best for me to actually get inspired by a keyboard sound, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a piano or, you know, some sort of synth or even a fake, like a guitar sounding keyboard or whatever. Like I will, come up with a, some sort of a line and then build a section off of that. And then it will just, I will just build it all from there, whether I go to vocals next or try mm-hmm. to get more of a, um, an actual like instrumental song written first. Oh, wow. I love it. Just have to wait Unconfident we'll meet again 
you experimented writing with a band, writing in a duet, and writing alone. So, what yeah. are the, what are the pros and cons of 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 all the the options there? Well, the pro of uh, of writing in a band is that it's a lot less work, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot lot more arguments and. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's Ego the con. Problem. That is the con. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> I you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I'm telling some spoilers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, it, that, so much easier, much easier. But, but you don't get to, you know, have things exactly how you would like them mm -hmm. to be. So... It's just exactly the reverse when you're writing by yourself. It's mm -hmm. like you have to come up with everything, but you you get to come up with everything. You know, it's like it's it's much harder, but at the same time, it's um, exactly what you want it to be in the end. Yeah, it's hundred percent you, like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> I'm just like now with my new stuff. I'm like I can't blame anyone but myself. <laughs> What is this creature I made hundred percent myself? Yeah, exactly. Do you think it would be hard to write again with a band, or eventually? I I don't think so. I think it would actually be easier than it was now mm -hmm. that I have written by myself. I feel like the more. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like one skill that I had developed as I wrote with a band, like the more I wrote with the bands and different musicians, um, I feel like it's so, so important to, um, to be open to ideas mm -hmm. and suggestions yeah. and to, to try things. And in action design, that was kind of a rule of ours when we were writing. It was like, if somebody was like, Hey, what if we reverse this section or, you know, some, mm -hmm. some sort of weird idea, N nobody could shoot it down. You had to be like that. Oh, okay. You know, even if you're like, I, that seems like it'll be terrible, but, but let's try it. Yeah. You somebody can try wants to try it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we can all, you know, feel it out and see. Yeah. And so, so sometimes um, the person who has the idea tries it and they're like, no, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you won't know until you try it. Exactly. Ah, that's great. So with Sur Survival Guide, you you said you're gonna release an album, but you also about to release a seven inch. Yes, yes. The seven inch um, has been pressed. Yeah, I saw and, it on uh, your Instagram. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a very yeah. I'm gorgeous pretty excited. Vinyl. What was that? I said it's a oh, there's no. Uh, truck or right in front of my house i'm sorry uh, if it makes noise it's okay. <laughs> it feels like um <laughs> oh i can't hear it at all no oh, okay good feels like a earthquake <laughs> so yeah <laughs> the um, the vinyl of the seven inch are super gorgeous i love the colors oh. mm. yeah i'm really excited with the colors that it's coming out as um so so that seven inch is part of a is part of a bigger thing which is my my patreon um oh. i started a uh, which which if people don't know what patreon is it's like a it's like a, a almost like a fan club where you have different tiers and different rewards yep. for different um, members and um so one of the rewards that i had a while back was that i would cover a song 
for people like any, any cover, any song that you want me to cover, I would cover it for you. And, uh, so I've already released at, at this point, I have about 30 songs oh. that are done. So I already released request hotline volume one. And then and the second one, I realized I had enough songs that were, that are either from a punk band or somehow related to punk. Um, because you know, a lot of my fans are, yeah. are punk fans. Totally. So, um, yeah. So there happened to be two misfits covers and two AFI covers. So I was thinking, why not make them into a seven inch? Like it's so a split great. seven inch between AFI yeah. and the Misfits. But <laughs> I love this. As survival guide. <laughs> That's so great. Because, you know, I, I guess you still have some punk rock influences for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'll, that I'll always have my, my music might not be punk anymore, but I definitely mm -hmm. feel those punk influences still. It's hard to get rid of punk rock once you're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but it's different than your that the other album who were talking to me about that um, earlier. So you're gonna release also um, original songs album. Yeah. So actually, we have, um, and the seven inch is gonna be my first release on on Double Helix Records, mm. which is really exciting. So we're gonna do the seven inch. And then we're doing Request Hotline Volume 2, which is like the full mm -hmm. um, punk covers. Although really the songs themselves aren't gonna be, there's only like one that's actually, well, yeah, mm -hmm. we can talk about it if you want to. But yeah. uh, then, so that'll be a digital um, Request Hotline Volume 2 and then, and then a full length of Survival Guide Originals. Oh, okay. as my second my second um, album. That's interesting. I love that it started with the Patreon because it's a good way to support artists. Yeah. I yeah, I love I love my Patreon and I love the community like, there. Yeah. Just the sort of the synergy, I guess, of, you know, the that I'm I'm creating these cover songs, you know, people are joining the Patreon And in return, I create these cover songs and then I am able to release them. And yeah. it's like really fun. I think it, I think as a patron, it seems like that would be cool too, you know, oh, to be yeah. like, I requested, I requested, uh, you know, Girls Not Gray by AFI and now it's pressed it's, onto this vinyl. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of cool. I love because I love this because yes, you, you're having money from the fans, but you're also giving st something in return so i love the yeah the interaction with the the fans and supporters yeah That's it's just, it's super fun and you're talking about double elix what a they are so great people oh i love them i love them so much yeah they're supporting the the podcast too so we're oh awesome yeah we're having a teamwork they're sponsoring a few episodes so i think it's That's great cool. Great people with great values, hardworking duet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're yeah. really fantastic. It's really fun. So, um, are you doing some shows? Are you playing uh, live? I have, 
I have right now one show coming up in Phoenix, mm. um, which is where Double Helix is based out of. And uh, uh, we are going to, it's like a, it's like a two, um, two, <laughs> can't think of the right word. It's like a two in one because I've got oh. a show. And then the next day we're going to package up all the seven inches. There's right now there's, I think 160 something orders. And I figured I don't want them to have (laughs) to package all those up themselves. So I'm going to be there hanging out, stuffing envelopes and shipping. I love your organization plan. (laughs) Now we're not the same person anymore. (laughs) I'm I wouldn't think about those things that great. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> what I like is that you're doing some live on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Yes, I I have been playing a lot on Twitch. I've been doing uh, live streams every... I try to do every week. Um, and that is... That's where I'm really trying to improve my... I'm kind of using Twitch as a way to improve as a musician just mm. in general i checked a little and you you do some you do some sometimes like three hours yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah it's kind of crazy I'm i mean impressed. my voice isn't <laughs> my voice is not strong enough to just um sing for three hours though so it's very very casual like if you haven't seen um any twitch music artists yet if you haven't checked it out it's like because at first when I started looking around I was like how are these people doing three you know two three four hour streams of music like that's just insane (laughs) and um it's not like a regular show it's not like a show where no you just keep going it's like you're there's the chat window and it's really active Mm -hmm. so you know, I'm, I'm playing a song and then I'm talking to people about whatever, you know, people can ask me questions and sometimes we get, get off on tangents that last 15 minutes before the next song. So it's oh, definitely not, um, singing the whole time. I, do weekly, I, I, can't. I do weekly lives too, but on Instagram and uh, Facebook, but after an hour, I'm like, oh, because I, I, I make a playlist and I play uh-huh. it and we're, talk, we're talking about the songs with the listeners. It's amazing. But that, when I saw that you were doing like three hours, I was like, oh, wow, that's insane. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah. great. So you're talking, playing a song, uh, mm-hmm. you're practicing stuff. <laughs> yeah, so Testing. I have a, mm-hmm. I have two different types of um streams and the one i've been doing lately is is it's just a request stream so i have a like a system where you can put in a request and i have a whole list of like Ah. 60 some songs that you can choose from and um so that's part of what makes it really fun is that people can come on and be like "Ooh, like i want to hear this you know tsunami bomb song or or Ah. whatever uh and uh and then I will play it for them. I bet people uh, are super nostalgic of Tsunami Bomb. Right? Yeah, some people are for sure. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, so definitely some people. I'll you know play a song and and they'll they'll reminisce about a show that they went to or you know the last time they they saw me play that song at, at a venue or whatever. 
Mm. Um, but then I also do streams sometimes. I haven't for a little while because I was working on the album, but mm. um, I will do a streams where I learn a song on oh. stream. So it's oh. something that I can add to my list. I should do that. It's, uh, I mean, it was really stressful at first. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I will just like turn the cameras on and be like, all right, today I'm learning, um, you know, so I, I usually was trying to learn like one of my originals because I have to basically rewrite them for the piano, mm-hmm. you know, um, or the bass. I've been doing either piano or yeah. bass. So I'll have to sit there and kind of listen to it and maybe pull up the lyrics even of my own songs. And then I find out how wrong they are on the (laughs) online. (laughs) No, but it's a good idea. It could allow me to be more, um, I would say more uh, accountable. Like I want to practice a song, so I'll do it live. But people probably know that you're practicing. They they don't have expectation of you playing an actual show perfectly, you know. Yeah, for sure. At first, it was really like nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I couldn't really imagine doing it. But then I, I just decided to try it, and uh, and and people were interested. Like people were hanging out, and mm. and um, a, a thing that I forget is that not everybody's a musician, so it actually is kind of fascinating for some people to see how just mm-hmm. to, to watch somebody learn. You know, something that they don't have the skill to do themselves when are your lives usually is it always on the same schedule because i really want to participate oh you should come by yeah, that'd yeah. be so cool um usually i'm doing fridays fridays uh at four from four to seven so that'd be five okay. to mm-hmm. oh that's perfect happy hour for you <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's my uh, that's the request one, and then oh. the live learns I was doing on Wednesdays, like Wednesday afternoons. But I'm not sure when I'm going to start doing those mm. again. So hopefully I'll, soon. I'll put all the links in the show notes for the listeners, so cool. they, they can have access. You have also all those links in your uh, Instagram bi- bio mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm. What's the advantage of using Twitch compared to like Facebook Live or um, Instagram? I know you can monetize a little. People can give you donations, but technically speaking, what's different? Uh, well, I've never. I think the I've sound is used... better. The sound. What was that? The sound is probably better on Twitch. I think. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're they're trying to. to target uh, they're trying to market towards musicians like they definitely want more musicians on there because it's mainly a gaming platform yeah that's what i thought Uh, so that's why i never really tried i was like nobody will watch it's like oh okay but it tends to to change (laughs) a little no it's it's um they're definitely trying to focus like they they want to um i think i mean i don't no, for sure. But I'm getting the impression that they want to sort of branch out and be more of just a live platform mm-hmm. and not known specifically as gaming. So they've been like bringing up the musicians and yeah. they have like a Rolling Stone channel and, um, you know, Amazon music and all these oh. like big, big channels on there that do, that have really big guests and oh, stuff. That's great. Um, but I think, so I was going to say, I, I, haven't 
haven't used Facebook Live. Um, it's good. I I've use Instagram Live. Instagram. I do both um, Instagram and Facebook. It works well for what I do. But Twitch, I yeah. should maybe give it a try eventually. <laughs> uh, the thing that I, I, I'm not totally sure about, but I, I think is the difference is that Twitch is very interactive. Like there's mm -hmm. so, so many ways you can use it. Um You can link it to so many different things. Yeah. Uh, you can create your own um, emotes, like uh, little emojis oh. uh, for your channel. <laughs> uh, you can have all kinds of, um, there's just all kinds of features like that to get viewers to interact with the mm. um, streamer. Nice. So it just, it makes it really fun. Wow, I think I'm going to try it in 2023. New goal. Yeah, you should. <laughs> New goal. <laughs> I have a few questions from the listeners. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know, because you said you're in Arizona. Uh, no, you're in Texas. Okay. The person wants to know, what what did you think about the Arizona scene back in 20, uh, 2001, 2002? I don't know where. The, the Arizona scene? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I... Did not live there, so I can't really say. Yeah, that, um, I wasn't sure about this sure. question. Yeah, um, maybe probably they were thinking great. that because of <laughs> double helix or something. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it was probably great. It was probably <laughs> probably great, especially in 2001. I, mean, I definitely <laughs> did. I definitely did get to play there um, a good amount of times, and it was always yeah. awesome. I got to play um, at the Nile and oh. the Mason Jar, and like there were a bunch of great venues there. And uh, the first time I ever played Warp Tour was in Phoenix, mm -hmm. and it was like 120. It was so, so hot that our records melted that were on our display merch table. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> We were not prepared for that kind of heat. <laughs> Those are some of my early, my early uh, Arizona memories. <laughs> oh, so that was a great scene. Definitely. <laughs> Yes. I had like four questions about yeah. what's your favorite Tsunami Baum song to sing? Your favorite? Oh, that's a good question. Um, That's a really hard question too. Yeah. Because there are a lot that are really fun to sing because I got to write all my own yeah. lyrics and melodies. It's all your babies. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I got to, I got to make it fun for myself every time. Yeah. Um, Definitely one of the most fun, I would say, is probably not what you would expect. It's Swimming mm -hmm. Through Molasses. Mm. That was a really fun one because um, just the way that the melody is. Uh, I would say, though, as far as like that, I think I would choose that if it was just like just singing. If it was like you're in a room by yourself, mm -hmm. <laughs> sing a, like what's your favorite song to sing? of Tsunami Bomb, I think it would be Swimming Through Molasses. But if it was a show, mm. I mean, it'd probably be Take the Reins yeah. or... I covered it with my first band. Oh, you did? My, my first That's official awesome. band in... That's so cool. 2005. Yeah. Did you... Did, do you have a recording of that? Because I would no. love to hear it. <laughs> I should check. It was just before we break up, but yeah, I used to do this one. 
That's amazing. Well, I'm just going to go with that then. Take the reins. Let's say take the reins. (laughs) It's probably one of the most popular. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it was at a show, it'd just be something that, uh, something that everyone wants to sing along to, you know? Hell yeah. Oh, are you going to do another collab with MXPX eventually? Oh, uh, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Every time they ask me to do something, I'm like, wow, yes, I will totally sing on your song. But I also assume, though, at some point they're going to be like, okay, everybody expects that we're going to ask her. So (laughs) let's not do that anymore. (laughs) I feel, oh, my God, it's uh, I think it's crazy how. Um, how many similarities we have because I do a lot of featuring in Quebec with tons of bands here and sometimes I'm like they have to there's other singers and like (laughs) I feel like I'm way too much there and I feel bad sometimes (laughs) don't say that you have to feel bad not at all but you know yeah no I know what you mean (laughs) yeah Uh, I love the collab you made with Audio Karate too oh yeah that was super fun yeah great band. i love them great band too for sure any other collab yeah. you're in in your plans um it's probably secret but yeah i do have a secret <laughs> one oh right now okay. that i can't that i can't talk about always the the collabs are always somebody coming to me i mean i guess that makes sense because i'm you know a singer i'm more of a singer than anything so uh yeah i do have one so much that's fun. kind of exciting but being the person who's asked to collaborate i mean you you know this since mm-hmm. uh, based on what you just said like you don't have any control over yeah anything of when it's coming out when you can talk about it i know you know uh-huh. sometimes uh so mxpx especially sometimes they they'll do something they'll like release something and i didn't know it was coming out oh it's fun <laughs> like i recorded it like a year before <laughs> and then suddenly they're like it's out and i'm being tagged and stuff i'm like oh okay. oh it's out today <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's out now <laughs> yeah that's fun a, a, a nice surprise in in your day yeah I like that but it's fun <laughs> exactly. to collab uh, because you're writing your own songs you probably work alone so when a band asks you it's probably super fun to just like oh i can work with a band again and, but it's their song yeah. i do what they ask me maybe sometimes you write your own voice melody though but yeah yeah fun. i love i love doing it i love when they um i mean so far usually with the collabs that I've done, they say like, here's the track, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're thinking harmonies on this part and, or, you know, we want you to do second verse or whatever. Mm. Um, but just kind of do whatever, feel it out, see how you feel about it and record some stuff and send it. So, I mean, and it's because they're friends, you know, like these are people that I know totally, and, uh, they, and they know me. So they're, they kind of give me some, creative control over my own part yeah that's fun and uh yeah it just it makes it that much more fun i love the next question back in the days when the crazy tsunami bomb years were you hanging out and be friends with the other punk rock women in the punk rock scene like karina the nike or like i don't know other uh brody dale or (laughs) man i i wish like 
what sucked at that time, I feel like there just weren't very many, uh, like there's a handful of mm-hmm. other bands, know. you know, on the tour circuit. That That's why the, the person asked that, like, were yeah. you like super friend and like they were, <laughs> because no, I, no, yeah, I oh. really, I wish I remember, uh, distillers were on warp tour one of the years that we were on it. And I so wanted to hang out with her yeah. and like meet her and stuff. <laughs> But I didn't. It was like I we were smaller and I was just I've never been a person to to go and be mm-hmm. like, you know, talking somebody up and and um, mm-hmm. I'm not super outgoing in that way, especially if it's another band that I look up to. Yeah, in any way. I'm I just kind of like that. <laughs> mm. uh, so, no, no, unfortunately, no, I wish I would have had some. Uh, I mean, there were there were lots of women um Definitely behind the scenes and mm-hmm. definitely like um, in the crews, like there were often um, women yeah. uh, sometimes at the merch table mm-hmm. and I would befriend them. But I wish I wish I had some awesome story about like some female super group that I'm planning. <laughs> and again, social medias were not what it was today. So couldn't connect between show a lot like. Not a lot. Yeah, for sure. Maybe with emails and <laughs> Ben, Ke- uh, not Ben, yeah. Ke- MySpace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And final question from the listeners. Are you open to start another punk band eventually? You know, I have thought about that. Um, I, I guess the short answer would be Yes. Um, I feel like I'm at a point musically where I can kind of do anything like last, mm-hmm. um, last Christmas, um, season, I released a, the first country song that oh. I've ever done. <laughs> I, I started like a little, we only have one song, but I started a little like side project with this, um, country covers band, this wow. country band that's here. And, uh, and wrote a, like a Patsy Cline type song. And um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I was kind of thinking about that it would be fun to almost do like, a, um, oh, what do you call it? There's a band, it's not going to come to me now. Like a, like a rock band would be fun mm-hmm. i was thinking about doing a misfits cover band oh yeah like an, an all-girl misfits cover band i think that would be super fun oh, um, so yeah yeah i mean it's not it's definitely not like in the works or anything mm-hmm. but uh but i could see it happening oh great and hey, thank you so much emily agent m <laughs> yeah <For. laughs> yeah thank you for having me on the show it was super fun so i'll check um to give all the information to the listeners about your release dates and i'll share all the links uh, in the show notes so people can reach you follow you participate to your patreon and your twitch lives and everything you that do. sounds awesome I I forgot. I have one question for you. Oh, an opinion question. Okay. I'm ready from a punk fan. Okay. Um, so I'm working on the, the songs for the, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of cleaning up the songs for request hotline volume two, which is, you know, the, all the punk Mm -hmm. related, um, artists. Yeah. 
Would you say that Slater Kinney should be on that list or no? I don't know that really. Oh, you don't know them? Okay. No, but okay. Yeah, they were like a they were like um riot girl. Like I, early 90s, like riot girl type or mid 90s. The name remind me something, but I don't know any song. Ah That's I don't okay. know anything about punk music. <laughs> no, but I'll check for sure. But yeah, I think why not? That 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 does help. That actually does help that you haven't heard of them. Because I was planning on putting them on there and I'm like, is it punk though? I don't know. I'll check for sure. I'm curious. Maybe Emily will know. Ah! <laughs> I'm very curious. So w when were they active? Are they uh, still? I feel, well, I was never like a really big fan of theirs. Um, so <laughs> I don't know for sure. I feel like it was like mid 90s, maybe late 90s, but like the whole like Repeat Riot Girl. the name. Slater Kinney? Slater Kinney. No, I never heard about them, I think. Yeah, the one of the band members is uh Carrie Brownstein. She's in she's like a has um Portlandia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, she's amazing. Oh, Portlandia. Yeah. What a great show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, yes, I checked them because I I was a fan of that actress and I remember I checked her band and it was great so it's probably that oh okay that's great okay cool that's so the, you do, so you that's the hint I needed to remind to remember <laughs> 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 but no I did I don't know their song at all but I definitely listened that's to okay. them because of Portland yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> put a bird on it yes <laughs> 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 all right that was great a great conversation thank you so much i wish we could meet in person eventually i know someday someday yeah. maybe i'll be touring up there oh i hope so could be great so yeah, have a great awesome. night and keep doing to, yeah. all the great work i know you're still punk rock and <laughs> punk, punk rock, rock at heart punk rock forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> ah, so cool
Store.com for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to Scott Alquist for the edit and co-producing. If you want to support the show too, you can subscribe and share the episodes in your social medias and tag me. You can also subscribe to the Patreon page. If you want to have access to some exclusive stuff, you can give me a donation through PayPal or buy me a coffee. Check the show notes if you want to reach my guest, Double Elix, Epic Merch Door, or myself. I can't wait to be back next week with another episode, but until then, fuck your life!